So, to lead or not to lead? That is the question on today's Battle Cry podcast. And today is the third the third podcast that I've done for Battle Cry. Um, and I am thrilled with, with how it's going. I just am convinced that God is speaking to me. Um, and yeah, I'm just convinced that he's going to use this to really strengthen men. I've taken a bit of time over the summer to really sort of think through how I wanted to, to, to continue going with the podcast. Um, I've been scripting out every episode. I've been trying to work really hard and really, really get into the nitty gritty of the scripture the whole time that I've been going through this. And I just felt God say to me as I was preparing for this, just start to expose more of your heart. Start to expose just more genuine and authentic conversations. And certainly as I start to think about how I want this podcast to evolve and and move on, I'm going to start bringing friends in to have conversations. We're going to start just having open-ended debates and conversations around these areas that I just feel really God has, has been demonstrating to me that are just so important and so necessary in today's culture. It's very counterculture, you know, especially to be talking about men being strong and men needing to lead as, as, as we're going to go through today. But yeah, really the, the question that, that I started with today or the question that I started with as I was thinking through this podcast was, who or what are you following? And that naturally led me down a path of many different ways of thinking about how men need to lead, how men need to be strong, how men need to lay down their lives to look after their families. So many different avenues that we can take when we're talking about true leadership. And I've done a number of different leadership courses in, 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 my, in my professional career. I've done a number of different leadership courses through churches. And I just find that at times they just lack real personal application. So I really want today to sort of get into some very personal applications of this. This isn't just reading scripture this isn't just you know identifying good stories i hope what we'll go through is just things that are really going to allow really equip you and equip me i i'm doing this course selfishly for for myself quite honestly i want to be better i want to be a better version of who who i believe god is turning me into so look let's start with where my head went to immediately when I thought about this whole, am I leading or am I being led? If I'm being led, who am I following? And, you know, I, like I said, I really came into this podcast expecting to talk about being a strong man. Um, and I really came into this thinking that, you know, I'm going to really talk about the importance of leading, leading your life, leading your family, leading from any position that you find yourself in. Quite honestly, what I wanted to do was just come up with some really clever rousing statements that would 
allow you to really resonate with, um, you know, things that echo the ideas that you're fierce, that you're capable, that nothing can defeat us, that nothing can defeat you. And that we need to take ownership. Especially within your marriage, especially within your relationships. Um, and as I was starting to think, especially from a perspective of marriage, I came, I don't know if I came across this or if this, if this was just some a thought that went on in my head, but so often our wives want to be treated like a queen. And so often that that can be an an area of contention especially within within our marriages because naturally our wives want to feel special they they want to feel needed they want to feel safe and they want to know that they are needed um and also that she's needed but as i thought about this a little bit deeper what I realized was that if, for men, if we're going to treat our wives, if we're going to treat the women in our lives like queens, we first have to be kings. It says in Revelation 5.10, you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on earth. Now, maybe this is a slight extrapolation, but, you know, as I was starting to think about being a strong man, you know, being a king is, is certainly up there in terms of just authority, especially. And as I continued down this path of thinking about kings, I started to think, well, you know, if I don't lead my family, someone else will. If I don't lead my kids, Someone, something, some school will lead them. If I don't lead my day, the day will lead me. And if I don't lead my mind, then something else will. If God isn't leading me, well, then I, I'm still following something. This idea that we can not be being led by God, but, you know, be okay is is stupid. So... As kings, we have a really important position to play out. But as I started to think about leading and being led further, I, I got more into, you know, the whole family thing. And the challenge that I had with, with families, whilst important, is it became then very much about men who are married. And, you know, with, with this podcast, I don't want this to just be about about marriage whilst that's an important aspect of a man's life and, and the leading that a man has to take. Um, and it's certainly from a perspective of needing the community around you. I certainly have some great friends that I can just talk to about how things are going on in, in my marriage. And it's good to share the good, the bad, the ugly, um, with them and for them to share with me because, it's through that and we we spoke about this on the on the previous podcast that iron sharpens iron so needing to lead your family is important 
And I started to think through my family and, and especially, especially that, especially that, that marriage position within the families. And I asked myself the question, am I willing to lay down my life? Am I willing to lay down my desires? Am I willing to lay down my needs for the good of my wife, for the good of my family? I think this can be extended to the good of my friends. You know, if I am in a position of leadership with my friends, how willing, and you know, we talked about practical application, how willing would you be to lay down your needs, your desires, your life for the sake of your friend? At the end of the day, you know, if we bring this a little bit to husbands and wives, but it's the same for, for families and the same for men. We're called to lead. We're called to lead our wives. We're called to be the head. We are called to be the head and not the tail. So what does this mean? You know, married, unmarried, you can still be a leader and what I'd really encourage you to really take away is to seek God in the areas of your life and ask the Lord, what is the bigger purpose? Why are you in the job that you're in? Why are you seeing certain friends on particular days? You know, what's, what's God's bigger purpose for you? What's the Lord's bigger purpose for you? in the situation that you find yourself in. And I, I, we could, we could go through the stories in Ephesians 525, where it talks about how husbands need to love their wives as Christ loved the church. We could go through that. We could go through other conversations around sort of, there's no, you know, there's no greater act than laying down your life for your friends. But the reality is what you need to work through in this component is what's that greater purpose? What has God put you in that situation to do? What has God put you in that situation? What is he calling you to towards? And when you ask him, expect a response and expect to obey quickly, obey immediately that calling that he has put on your life. Don't hold out. Don't wait. Don't, don't allow him to go and use someone else. Just say, yes, God, I'm here. I'm here. I'm willing. I want to do what you're calling me to do. But as I moved on from this aspect of leadership and, and leading, I really, I really then thought, okay, so if it's, if it's not about strong men, if it's not about leading families, yeah, servanthood, leading through servanthood is, is the avenue that I'm going to take this podcast. Now that, that's what I was in my head. You know, it's Jesus. He was the greatest servant and we can read in John 13, just before the Passover meal and just before the time when Jesus started to realize that his time on earth was coming or drawing to an end. 
um, it was in that moment that he decided at the at the Last Supper to um, to get down and wash the disciples' feet, and they had a they really didn't want Jesus to do it. You know, they had it offended their position. They thought that someone who washed the feet was was really low and and it really was a low position in those days and you know especially for for the likes of peter he was like lord no you're never going to wash my feet and then jesus started to explain why this was so important and peter's response was then well if that's the case don't just wash my feet wash all of me and Jesus had to, as so often with Peter, he had to bring him back a little bit and just sort of really give him the, the detail that this is, this is about taking that servant position. And I think it'd be easy at this point to sort of go, right, so what you need to do is start to get with your mates, start to get with your friends and get a basin of water and start washing their feet. I don't think <laughs> that's what God is is calling us to through servanthood. But what I do think he's calling us to is when we're with our friends, when we're with our family, when we're with around people that we may or may not even know, you know, if we come back to, are we willing to lay down our lives? If God says, go, will we go? And if God, you know, starts to call out, this is what this person needs, you know, are we going to be that servant? Are we going to look out for our friends and the people's needs? And are we going to humble ourselves and take on that servant position and go, I'm going to serve that person. I'm going to serve that person's needs and I'm going to help them get to the position that they need to get to. I think that's what really is coming through in that scripture. He wants us to understand and he wanted the disciples to understand that to lead doesn't mean you take the high position. To lead means you take the lowest position. It means you put yourself right on the ground and you go, how can I help that person if necessary? How can I help them walk over me so that their feet don't get wet? How can I raise them up, raise up other people? If, I, if, if you'll take nothing else from this when you're leading, it's about raising the other person up. It's not about raising your position. It's not about raising your ego. Don't let that get in the way of you really making and allowing God to work through your life. Think of it from this position. Whenever you're serving someone's needs, whenever you're leading someone into something greater, it's about raising them. Trust me. Don't ever... Do something to try and help raise your profile. God, Jesus is in charge of your life. He sees what you do. He sees what you do in secret. He sees what you do in public. And they won't, you know, those acts don't go unnoticed. But let them, let God reward you. It's much greater for, for God to reward you and for you to be 
just there for the success of others than to worry about what success you get in this life. What God's really been showing me recently is to lead is to lead from a place of eternity. And, I, and I'll get into sort of a sort of mantra that I feel he's given me um, for my life. But I've started to look at everything. I'm trying, I'm trying to get better at this and I'm, I'm certainly not perfect, but I'm trying to see everything through the lens of eternity. And if it doesn't impact eternity, good or bad, I'm trying to, I'm trying to let it drop to the ground. If it won't impact and if it won't be about someone's salvation, if it won't be about an eternal benefit, then if it's an argument and it's not going to affect someone's eternity, I will not let it get in the way of that relationship. So no, that was, that was servanthood. So, you know, we've been through the strong man, the families, servanthood. And then the, it, it kind of took a turn. And this is certainly what happened whilst <laughs> I th feel like God showed me this, I think, whilst we were on holiday this year. Um, and I was just coming out of the holiday, actually, it was in the summer period, I started reading Zechariah. And in Zechariah 8, 16 to 17, it, it reads this. But this is what you must do. Tell the truth to each other. Render verdicts in your court that are just and that lead to peace. Don't scheme against each other. Stop your love of telling lies that you swear are the truth. I hate these things, says the Lord. Our Lord loves truth. Don't let anyone tell you that there is, that there isn't a truth because there is a truth and he loves it. And he loves us speaking out the truth in love. But the bit that really got, got me in this verse was tell the truth to each other, render verdicts in your court that are just and that lead to peace. And I started thinking about that word peace. I just felt God say to me, to lead is to produce peace. So we have to produce peace as we lead. And it's from that place of peace that we are then to continue leading. Colossians 3.15 in the um, Good News translation says this, the peace that Christ gives us is to guide you in the decisions you make, for it is to this peace that God has called you together in the one body and be thankful. In an earlier episode of Battle Cry, we talked about how surrendered men to God make good times and men who oppose God make bad times. I can almost guarantee it, the surrendered man to God is a man that is walking in peace. And that production of peace is going to allow that man to lead and lead people into the goodness of God. I just want to read this out because I think this is really what encapsulated it for me. Your position in peace will define 
if you are comfortable following the world or leading culture. Ask yourself this, are you allowing the peace of God to guide you and order your steps day by day? Or are you allowing the fear of man to overpower you? We can try and be like the world or we can try and be like Jesus and be in the world and from a place of peace and praise, tear it up and help raise the dead. To lead is to produce peace. And from that place of peace, we are to lead. So I did some research because I wanted to understand peacemaking from a biblical perspective. Um, and, you know, not surprisingly, I found that peacemakers were highly respected. It was a highly respected role in society. Um, it was seen as an important way to promote welfare of the community. And it was often carried out by wise and respected elders. I want to be considered wise. I want to be considered respected, not because of what that means for me, but because of what that means God's done in my life and what God and what he's brought me through. I've, I've spoken at length in some of these podcasts around some of the mess ups that I have, that I have gone through and I'm well aware that I am, that I've been imperfect. I'm well aware that I've not led my family, that I've not been a strong man, that I've not served the needs of those around me, that I've not acted and allowed my life to be guided from a place of peace. So I know just by me speaking out some of these words today, I know how true they are because I've not lived it. And I'm trying to live this more and more each day. I'm trying to allow the peace to be produced in me so that I can lead my family from that place of peace. I want to set the tone in my family, A, of a position of peace and the other one of joy. I want to be, I want my family to just feel comfortable and joyful when they're in, in this house. So I did some other research. I wanted to understand how many times peace was mentioned in the Bible. So I did a quick um, chat GPC search. I just said to <laughs> the artificial intelligence, how often is peace mentioned in the Bible? Um, and it turns out 429 times um, in the ESV translation. Um, and that puts it as one of the most important words, you know, the Lord is referenced close to 8,000 times, which is good. God is mentioned 4,300 times or so on. But then you get down into some of the like-minded um, words. You've got love, which is mentioned 550 times. You've got judgment, which is mentioned 433 times. Peace, which is mentioned 429 times. It's an important word. And if we can capture truly what it means to be guided from a position of peace, 
it means that we are listening to God's word. It means that we're spending time allowing him to just feed us, to feed our minds, to feed our hearts with his words, with his words of wisdom. He wants to share his secrets to us. The question that that we naturally need to answer is, are we willing to set everything aside so that we can just spend time with our Lord, the God of the universe, the mighty Lord wants to spend time with you and I? And the question is, are we going to allow him? Because it's our choice, which is mental. It's crazy that he gives us that choice even. But he he's decided this. It's on us. It's our choice whether or not we want to meet with him. And just as I've been going through this, what I've started to do over the last couple of days is just wake up in the morning and just go for a 20, 30-minute walk. No phone, no music, no distractions, just just the outside and I'm just asking God just to speak to me and just to just to reveal who he is for me to reveal who I am to him and you know I, I'm hoping that through that process that he, that peace will be produced in my life so that I can lead my family in peace. I want to end today with um, with two bits. I'm going to reread just the position that I want us to take with peace. And then I'm going to just quickly talk you through just the mantra that I feel God has, has given me for my life. Your position in peace will define if you are comfortable following the world or leading culture. Remember to ask yourself, are you allowing the peace of God to guide you and order your steps day by day? Or are you allowing the fear of man to overpower you? I've lived the latter. And it's dirty. I'm trying to live the former. Where God is ordering my steps. And it is producing peace. And it's just producing a clarity in my mind that is still not where I want it to be. But I feel like I'm starting to get to that point where I can hear him more clearly. Where even when I've messed up and he said, you need to resolve this issue. My heart is becoming, I need to resolve it quickly. So this is my life's mantra. This is, I think this is a good place to start. From a position of praise, surrender all to God. Be guided from a place of peace from the Holy Spirit. Speak life and hope from a, from a perspective of eternity with Jesus. That's how I am leading my family and how I want us to live out who we are before God. And I give it freely over to you. Surrender in praise through the Holy Spirit. Be guided in peace. And with that eternity with Jesus in your mind, speak life and hope into every situation. 
I hope this has been helpful. It's been incredibly helpful for me to just think about how I'm leading. And I just encourage you to be guided by peace so that you can lead from a from a position of peace. So look, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I'd love to hear where you think I've maybe missed elements. So please get in touch through the comment sections, leave some reviews. Hey, look, I'd even happily allow you to get in touch any way that you can, you know, subscribe to the channel because that's going to help really boost, boost the profile. I think this is important for men. I think as men, we don't live in a state of peace. We live in a state of confusion and complexity because the world is demanding and our lives can be demanding. But if we can get back to that position of peace, we're going to be so much more effective for our Lord. So look, have a great week. Have a great time until we next speak. And I look forward to hearing your thoughts and opinions on this episode. Let's battle cry together. Thank you.